and welcome to the new episode. See, Kathy, I told you you had some new people. You had Trash Panda, Trash Panda 42 follow you oh, recently. Hey, Trash. How you doing? I don't know if he's still there, but it showed up on the follow screen. Uh, we were live on Facebook. John, I had already set that up and going whenever uh, you had left. It makes it a whole lot easier to do it. We should be completely live on everything. Um, hopefully everything's showing up correctly. Of course it is. Everything yeah. always works right the very first time the on this podcast. Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything works. What? Perfect. What episode are we on, guys? 69. 69! Because we're 12. Because we're 12. We're not uh, 12. 13. We're I'm nine. just painting pustules over here, guys. I'm uh, dry brushing chain mail and other Excellent. metal bits. I'm just looking at Facebook and stuff. Slug. Because I have to. Because you have oh, to. Yeah. Because John is our Facebook guru. Guys, if you're joining us on Facebook or on Twitch, get a good old high in there so we know sure that you are there and we are coming through okay. Um, yeah, jump in and say something. Say hi to me. Say hi so we don't have to. Yeah, somebody say hi to John so he doesn't feel lonely. Oh, I always feel lonely. It's okay. <laughs> How loud? Shit. What? Sorry, that drink was too aggressive. My I don't have a filter anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> what were you drinking? Uh, that was uh, uh, Evan Williams Cherry Whiskey with Cherry Coke. Uh, All right. Uh, Gonzo. Both a bottle in a week. That may be a problem. <laughs> wow. Also may not be a problem. It sort of depends on how you look at it. Or I've, I've lowered it down. Now I'm... Uh, oh, let's not spoil it for... Well, you don't drink time. Now I'm drinking Dr. Pepper with Fireball. Fireball. Uh, Gonzo, what are you drinking? Uh, today, I am going to be drinking a Dragon's Milk. Um, oh, yummy. As my drink of choice tonight, because I had one ready and open and before we started the oh, podcast. Good. So, that's mine. No, I want one. Come on, I'm over. drinking uh, rum and Coke. I'm sure you're all shocked to find that what? I'm drinking uh, the Kraken and uh, Coke. Kraken and Coke, it's classic. Kraken. Hey, Ronald, how you doing, man? Hey, Ronald. So uh, we we do have one notable celebrity death this week. Yep. Uh oh. No, we have more than one. Well, what's the other one? Uh, the German fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld, oh. unless that's who you were talking about. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, totally not who I was talking about. Sorry. Uh, I was talking about Peter Tork from the Monkey. Yeah, that was sad, too. I would be the only one of these celebrity deaths of, well, that someone I've seen in person. So I saw the Monkeys years ago, sort of in their reunion tour. Hey, uh, Mike Nesmith didn't make it, but uh, Peter and Davey and. Uh, and Mickey. Mickey, sorry, drunk, uh, had made it. So uh, two of those are now dead, unfortunately. But sort of how it happens. Time marches um, on. Yeah. So to them and everyone else, cheers. 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 I got to look at a different camera now. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks to our sponsors, uh, More Than Dice, who sponsor us in general, and... Because <laughs> we are More Than Dice. <laughs> sponsors in general. And to uh, 
Archidan at Tectonic Craft Studios, who sponsors us mostly for the media section, but he's still awesome. Uh, also, yeah, Muse on Minis. Um, Muse on Minis, yes. Did I say more than dice? You did say more than dice. <laughs> I did mention drunk. Wow. Done? That's my defense. Watch Facebook. Fired. <laughs> uh, I get to go sleep now? Oh. <laughs> hey, Miles. Hey, if uh, anybody, uh, somebody give us a pop out in um, Twitch to make sure we're doing okay in there. Uh, send us a quick message. Let's see if I can that, get. That wind is cr cr crazy. Hey, uh, Crimson. I Type totally just saw the chat on, uh, on Twitch for Facebook. Ronald Logan and Miles Healy. Uh, yep, yep. Hi. I'm just a little slow on the uptake, I guess. Sorry, go back and forth. We're getting some weird wind here, so maybe you won't guys will hear that in the background. Maybe not. We will We've see. We've had some insane wind here, too, all day. Oh, so I mean, Jim Chicago, that shouldn't be surprising? No, it's way... It's worse than usual. You, I mean, it's always windy. You hey, know, Gretchen. crazy. But oh, hey, Gravy, what's up, man? It's throw branches off the uh, trees breezy here. Oh, well, I mean, when the windy city's extra windy, that's not good. Yeah. Well, we don't usually get this windy. It sounds enough that I was about to get upset at my neighbors, but uh, it's not my neighbors. It's the wind. Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyways, where were we? Uh, I think you guys want to know what I did last week. Since, uh, yeah, since we didn't get to do I that. I uh, pre-ramble for that. Yep. Uh, well, this week, uh, you know, we had uh, Holiday Monday, so... That was awesome. Went and saw a movie. We'll talk about it in the media section. Yeah. Had a great burger at a new place in the mall, and it wasn't one of the ones in the casino, which is impressive. But it is probably, it, it's quite possibly the best burger I've had. Nice. Ooh. So it was from a place called Zen Burger. It was super, super good. Uh, I mean, it had a lot of avocado on it, but I just took the avocado off and ate the rest of the burger because I didn't feel like chopping the avocado into an uh, appropriately sized uh, piece. Not giant fucking wedge. <laughs> but in any case, that was cool. Uh, so I'm going there. Uh, didn't get any real games in or anything because uh, our Transformers TCG night is Wednesday and we had snow on Wednesday. So uh, they sent me home from early for work, but it was bad enough that no one came out. Um, so that, but we did uh, did run Age of Sigmar Slogan. We're in week five out of six. Uh, had sort of our lowest turnout yet, but that happens sort of late weeks and people, life happens and all. But still had a bunch of games going on. Had to kick some 40k players off the tables, which was always fun. They hate that. Yeah. Uh, but a bunch of games going on, and I actually got two games. Two people, uh, one person was like, I got no game. I'm like, well, I'll play it. And the other guy asked me by name. Uh, the first one was also playing Gloom Spike Kits, but he was playing more normal Gloom Spike Kits. So it was <coughs> giant squigs and, and stuff. And I really thought he was going to whoop my ass the way his uh, colossal squig ate my uh, giant, a.k.a. Gargant, depending on when you use normal words or the words that uh, GW uses. Wow. And then uh, his squig hoppers rolled in and just, like, sort of crushing stuff. But apparently that's all of his offense. And once I dealt with that, it was downhill real quick. <laughs> Man, I mean, trolls, trolls hit pretty hard. But you forget sometimes when they hit goblins and stuff, and they're, just, they're just dissolving beneath your vomit and such. They just pop. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the second game was against uh, Daughters of Cain. He had two of the big uh, chariots. Uh, you know, one with the, uh, you know, the big uh, 
used to be Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the big Avatar Kane sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then a bunch of the uh, Medusae and another one with just a uh, another Medusae on it. And uh, he did some good damage, but man, I just... I got the double turn, one to two, and my whole line charge and just crushed so much shit. It was crazy. They're all like, you need to get done quickly, Zach, because we need to go to dinner. So they went to dinner quick. <laughs> I was kind of surprised how much my guys whooped some ass. And then Saturday, uh, you know, good lunch with the guys. And then we, we did something we haven't done in weeks. We played Mediocre Trouble in the Big Easy. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So we should have that yeah. up pretty soon? Uh, I'll, yeah, sure. Don't hold your breath, but soon. <laughs> um, yeah, we had to actually use... <laughs> well, apparently, my players are so gun I actually had to use the phrase, there are monkeys here, but none of them are weaponized. <laughs> so, uh, that was good. And then uh, today, uh, while we was cooking, Bane and I just played a little bit of Transformers TCG, trying out some new decks, which is super cool. Yep. So, overall, it was a pretty solid week. Um. You know, we're going to finish up the Age of Sigmar uh, slow grow this week, prizes the next week, and then a couple weeks off before I run a 40k slow grow. Nice. Oh, nice. The store's not doing too much aside from just letting you do what you want. So uh, we had a little bit of discussion of that in the beginning. So uh, I guess I got to step up because no one else is. But I had the discussion. But that's also sort of where our main topic comes from. Yep. Which John had given us. Uh, by the way, if you, uh, you are in Facebook, uh, you can see Trevor. Uh, make sure you hit him up. Uh, he is doing a new game that we have actually had him on the show talking about, Breachstorm. Uh, models are coming out and doing a lot of other things with it. Um, look him up on there, uh, mm -hmm. hopefully. Uh, which I thought was interesting is a bunch of my local players were talking about his game because they'd done some demos and someone had mentioned it. And they were like, yeah, it's really cool. And I still have my little fire team... I don't know what you call them, Trebby. Don't be mad at me. Um, um, Steel that I haven't finished painting up yet uh, that I plan on taking to the store uh, pretty soon to uh, have people play and test out because they were interested in it. And I'm like, yep, let's do that. Awesome. Um, other than that. Uh, also, guys, uh, you I don't have it set up, and I forgot to set it up. If you are listening and you want to buy anything from Use on Minis, make sure you use the discount code more than dice, all one word. You will get 10% off your order. Mm -hmm. And you will get to have some cool stuff. What and does Muse on Minis do? Muse on Minis has a lot of tokens. Also, I was looking at it and I and I gotta brag about this because I'm a real stickler for terrain. And if anybody plays Infinity. You know yeah. how much terrain you need for Infinity. Mm -hmm. You need a ton. And they sell this really awesome package of, like, I think it's MDF, but don't quote me 100%, uh, for terrain. And it's multi-leveled and different tiered and stuff, so it looks really, really good. Um, I need to go ahead and set that up, by the way. Sorry, I am burping a lot because of this beer, so I apologize. Um, I'll get these things set up so you can get these codes um, because they are doing some really cool stuff with it. And it's they sell like a, a package of them, um, of like a, a set of table terrain, all for Infinity, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, Trevi will get his uh, stuff out even further. We'll have some more stuff to show from him because he's yeah. getting cool stuff. 
And keep an eye on all the training, because just because it's branded for Infinity doesn't mean you can't use it for other games, honestly. Oh, yeah. Any sci-fi game, it'll work, and then, uh, you know, if Trevi does any train for uh, Breach Storm, that'll be perfectly usable for other games also. I mean, I just grab train for everything, been liking some of the uh, GF9 pre-painted stuff, the Lux for paint on it to make it work, but they're putting out a lot of good stuff, and a lot of this train price point, like, people have hit the price point that's really solid. Yeah. It is possible, and I mean, even if you're not playing at home, having a little box to bring to the store just to, to add bulk up, because... I mean, storage puts rain out, but people don't treat it as well as they could. And sometimes you just need a little more, especially if there's a lot of people playing when you're playing. Just grab a little box, bring it with you. Yeah. Uh, John will be copying over those codes and stuff if you over on Facebook if you really want it. Because uh, we, we, oh. we give you a 10% discount as being a sponsor for them. And, hey, 10% is a decent amount of money, especially if you start yeah. buying a bunch of stuff. Nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so what is our topic today, guys? That's all, John. This is his show tonight. What? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! How to teach and how to learn a new game, not just demos, but uh, you know more than that. And it all came about because of a conversation I had uh, at the game store, which resulted in me almost stabbing a fool. I won't name. <laughs> I didn't need to know I almost stabbed his bitch ass, but uh, I did. Um, because something came up, so I made my lo- my most recent slow grow. All of the objectives you achieve are all in line with learning what things are in the game, and that's sort of what you have to do. So my first suggestion: this seems like a well duh, but if you look up this local group, it's not. Get the rule book. <laughs> I don't know when the rule book to the game became optional, but apparently nowadays it's optional. It's because oh, it costs Lord, money. No one reads anything. Don't even get me started. There's so many people who are like, this basic thing that's at the very beginning of the rule book, if you had taken the time to read it, will answer your question. Yeah, and I understand a lot of people learn from other people. Understandable. But when you get the opportunity, you should get the rule book. Um, I, I have a rule book for Age of Sigmar. A lot of people are borrowing it. And now, Age of Sigmar is one of those weird games like Infinity where you don't have to purchase the rule book. There's an app and it's free, but there is extra stuff in the rule book. And in this case, extra stuff that you could use. But you should be looking at the rule book first because it is very important to playing. A lot of games now are doing free PDFs of the rules. You won't get any fluff in it or, you know, anything else, but you'll definitely get, you know, the This is going to sound horrible, but I think that's a bad thing. But it it is, but there's no excuse not to, is what I'm saying. If someone gives you a free, if someone gives you a free rule book, go read it. No, no, but the thing is, is it's, it's bad because they're not all complete. They leave things out, understandably, so in most cases... But it's stuff maybe the players need to know, and they're like, oh, I just got a free one, whatever. And they take it for granted, and they don't actually put the time in to learn all the basics properly, which is a problem. So the first thing you need to do if you're teaching or learning is get the rule book, read the rule book, however you do it. Um, in most cases, the free one will cover. Like Infinity, the free one will cover. But in something like Age of Sigmar, the free one on the app doesn't have everything. Correct got how to play the game but there are parts such as playing in the different uh 
mortal realms that are in there that you should be using in the game. So you need to look at that, and as a if you're running the game, you need to encourage people to look at that. And you need to be very, very familiar with the game before you even like, read over, do some demo games with yourself. Um, before I would actually else. challenge you, so you need to be familiar with the game, not really familiar. I've written up uh, Slow Grow League rules for games I have never played. But you do kind of need to have a familiarity with the game. You need to understand the idea of it. You need to at least read the rule book, basically. Be ready. But after that, is you need to make sure you're teaching people the rules right. And it seems crazy to say this. This is all very basic stuff. But make sure if someone has a question, stop and read the rule book with them. Show them where it's found. Yes. I mean, we I had agree. a thing in Age of Sigma where they're like, well, how, you know, someone's like, this is actually not there. This is uh, streaming with Fat Monkey Games. Um, they're like, oh, uh, it's just three inches to control a objective. I'm sure that's right. Uh, it's no big deal. And I'm like, no, it's six inches. She's like, no, it's three inches. We're fine. So I go and grab the rule book and I flip the page and I'm like, it's right here. It's six inches, sucker. Yes. And it seems rude to do that, but you need to teach people, teach people right because if you teach someone wrong, they will teach someone else wrong and they'll teach someone else wrong and then everyone's playing wrong. Correct. And the first person who comes in sort of gets crucified even though they're playing by the damn rules. And this sort of goes to the topic of the almost stabbing is where a gentleman said, oh, there's this rule in the rule book that says you can do this. And we're all like, we've never heard of that before. That's really strange. And some of the guys just took his word because he's a veteran player. Mm-hmm. In general, I would take his word. But since I'm running the, the game, I'm like, hold on. Let me look at the rule book. Flip the rule book. And I'm like, well, you're right and wrong. It says you can do X. But it also says you can only do X if Y. He's like, well, any tournament's going to rule my rule on my favor, and you know, don't worry about that. I'm like, no, it's no. in the rule book, rule book. So it sounds crazy, but make sure they show you. It sounds like you're being an ass. Uh, hey, Alan, how's it going, man? Uh, it sounds like you're being an ass, but you're not. You're just learning the rules properly. Correct. That's, that's so important to to learn the rules properly. They'll thank you for it. You're not being rude. You're not being an ass. It's show me. There's so much FAQs now. So many games are doing the right thing and doing sort of a living FAQ with answering so many questions, putting so much information out quickly that you can't necessarily have it all just having a rule book. There's FAQs and everything. Just show them. We all have, you know, most of us have devices that can just jump on the internet and find all the information you need. So find it, show it to them. If there's a rule that's important to you, like, oh, I read this, this is cool. You know, show me mark where that, you found show it. that to everyone. Yeah. We do that with one of the we do that with Star Wars Legion. Every time we learn something new, we post in our Legion group, hey, we learned X rule and Y rule and Z rule. You know, because it's important to note that your learning helps everyone else learn. And make sure you're familiar with where it is, because you're gonna need to show people, and that's okay. Well, I've been was... that person. I've been that person who's learning the game. And and I had somebody just say Oh, well, it's this. It's just this. And and I'm like, I don't want to insult you by, you know, I don't want you to think I don't believe you, but I want to look it up in the book so that I, so that I know where it is in the book in case it comes up again and you're not here. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, because I'm not going to necessarily remember this. I just want to be familiar with where it is in the book. 
I learn better if I read the rule to myself uh, rather than having somebody just tell it to me. I remember it better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get that person who's like, well, what, what? You, you don't believe what I'm telling you? You think I'm cheating? And I'm like, no, you know? No, we don't. I'm, we... I'm learning the game. I'm just, I just want to, you know, see make where sure. it is in the rule book and, and make sure I understand it right, and, you know? And the reason that you need to do this is because there's a saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's not true so much is that it's more that when you start teaching the trick, the dog thinks it's seen the trick, and so it just goes with what the old trick was. No, 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 no. You, we, we will read something and stop halfway through going, I know where this is going. I've seen a million games. It always goes here. This might be the millionth <laughs> and one that doesn't do that. So you I, have a friend, I have a friend who's been playing D&D since the very beginning of Dungeons & Dragons. And he plays in our 5th edition uh, weekly game. And he'll sometimes remember the rules the way they were in AD&D mm-hmm. or in, mm-hmm. you know, third edition or whatever. And I'm like, no, that's that's not how that works anymore. I remember, I know what you're saying. It used to be that way, but it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, there is. When we went from Mark II to Mark III in War Machine and Hordes, we were like, this, this. I'm like, no, that's old edition. I'm like, dang. And you got to yep. get used to it. And it's mm-hmm. a common mistake, especially when you go into new editions. Um but yeah, that was I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Crimson um, makes a point too. Yeah, Crimson makes a point that uh, sometimes the new players know better than the veterans because they've read the rules more recently than the veterans. The veterans just take right. all the veteran knowledge, like I said, for granted and assume that what the other veterans say is right. Well, maybe it's not. It's so true. In a uh, in a in a group, we had a blood bowl league, and Jim and I were pretty new to the game. And these guys have been playing forever, and they were doing the block rule completely wrong. Oh. Hmm. And we learned it completely wrong because of them. Mm -hmm. We went to play in another league somewhere else, and we were doing this for years. We went to play (laughs) in another league somewhere else, and they're like, no, that's not how it is. It's like this. And we'd look in the book and everything, and they're explaining it, and we're like, I don't understand how I missed that. You're like, son of a bitch. What is this? You got to learn, especially if you're doing tournament stuff, is if someone comes up with a weird, obscure rule that you're like, what? It goes back to John saying, show me. Yep, Ask them to show, show you. And, it's all and, good. And, 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 yeah, and it's not being a dick because there are plenty of times where like, well, so-and-so said it was good. I'm like, well, where did so-and-so get it? <laughs> you know, GW said, unless so-and-so is Jervis Johnson coming down from on high to tell us what the rules are, I don't really yeah. care. But. <laughs> But I mean, uh, and, you and need I, you need that. You need to show people, especially weird interactions. Yes. Because a lot of our games have a lot of weird, strange interactions now that you're just like, what? Uh, okay. Can and, you show me what that is? Up a good, good idea, too, is that there are quick start pamphlets included with the rule books. Use them. Yeah. Maybe, you know, even if it's just you with somebody real quick, like, let's go through the quick start real quick so you know what's going on. You know, it. that's what those box sets, one of those things the box sets are great for. Quick start rules are great. They may not teach you all the right rules, hashtag Transformers TCG, but <laughs> they actually teach you some of the rules. Like, even, even they, the they, ones, in some games, there's, they may not be fully right, but they teach you part of the rules very well. Even if all you get is the order of play, that's mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. And when you're teaching people, don't hesitate to stop and take things slow for them. If you see their eyes start to glass over, 
you've lost them, stop and go, all right, where did I lose you? And it's nothing against them. It, yeah. You know, no one can take that much information at once. We're not built for that. We need to really get in there and, and you know, immerse in the information. If you're just throwing rules, I noticed some. Um, and Morton Joe, one of my buddies, is you know, learn how to play Age of Sigmar, and he's been just thrown through the ringer. He had full-on 2,000 points as his first game against Beastman with all these crazy rules, and then second game versus Sylvanev, 2,000 points. And I'm, like, looking at him, and I'm messaging him. I'm like, man, they, they really threw you in the deep end. You need to play something much lighter than that. You need to get in, in, in on, on the ground level and just get someone who's got basic shit to learn. Yeah, yeah. I must say is why I like these Trogoths so much because I don't have a lot of tricks. I just come forward and we roll dice in combat. You're going <laughs> to learn combat. That's what I always liked about ogres. Yes. Very basic. But yeah, you got to show you, you can't feel bad about asking someone to show you. Who cares as a veteran? Put that aside. They may not have seen what you've seen. You go, hey, I saw this cool interaction. Even before the game, bring up interactions. Like, hey, I saw this interaction. Is this right? I mean... I hate to say it, but even the Facebook groups, though occasionally full of piss and vinegar, are really good for some of that. The people ask simple questions. There's a lot of people who will answer. You'll get some sarcastic fuckers, but ignore them. Who mm-hmm. cares? Fuck those guys. They're just going to sit in their superiority of knowing the game and don't worry about it. Sometimes you actually need to uh, need to sit there and ask the interaction, and people will tell you what the interaction is, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Banyan mentions he should have something more like that, rather or ogres, more of a style, just smash face. Yeah. His army, he's playing the Tiznatch, and it, there's a lot of tricks in it, and he's catching on pretty quickly, but it is not necessarily doing what he expected. He, he is not bash face as well as others. Uh, oh, yes, Trevi, some of those games are lighter than AOS. The Transformers TCG quick start rules are... Oh, my God. Tragic. You, you play part of the game. But anyways, that's not here or there, but... But actually, it can go with card games, too. It's not even miniature games. It could be any game, role-playing games. Oh, yeah. Well, even in our... And you bring up card games, and I'll go right back to my Champions game, like I always do, because it's the only card game I play. <laughs> um, there's one interaction with a, a spell that's War Chanter, and I would say every week somebody posts in the Discord about how the interaction runs with that. And it happens so often that one of the guys just copied his uh, his reply so that he could just paste it every time someone asks that question because mm-hmm. it's, it's complex. It's a complex way of looking at the rules. And when you actually read the rules and the standard order of play, you can see how it works. Yep, and if you're teaching people, don't just discount them because they're asking a question that was asked a week ago. Who cares? Maybe it's their first week in the group. Maybe they didn't scroll down through a million Facebook or forum oh, books to go look. Yeah. Answer it. If you know I the answer, never, just answer it. You'll be there, bro. I always great. get riled up when people complain that somebody's asking a question that's been asked a thousand like, times before. You get the, like, oh, this why do you again. Care? Who cares? Just answer it. Yeah. If it's just this again, then you know the answer. Tell them the answer. It's all good. We're we're all in this together. There's no exclusionary. Just just help them out. That's building that's the, the community. Mm-hmm. That's the teaching part. You need to be able to teach people how to do all the stuff. Do all the stuff. Slow down for newer players if you have to. You know, I, I know you want to play games quick because it means you get to play more games. And everyone likes 
to shit stomp somebody, pardon the phrase, once in a while. But you don't want to do that to the new players. You need to teach them. Yeah. But with the same thing, you don't want to... You want the new player to win the game. But you don't want them to think you let them win the game. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hand them the game. So, which is why, honestly, I tell new players, you're probably going to lose against me. But any game that you win against me, you take that shit seriously because I don't give shit away. That's good. You you earn that. Yeah, but I will teach you every step of the way. I'll stop and teach you like this, this, this. You know, just take it slow. You know, if you're going to teach someone a new new player how to play the game, don't go like, "Oh, I'm going to teach you real quick," and then we're going to no, no. Take all the time that they need. Yeah. Because at that point, you're being selfless. You're being there for them. You're not there for you playing a game. Your enjoyment's going to come later as this guy gets better and better and learns how to play and you play normal games against them. The first couple times, you are there strictly for them to learn. You're getting from the game future enjoyment. You may even get enjoyment out of teaching people. Maybe you. You know, you're going to get some stuff done. may show some cool combos. But mostly what you're there, you're there to teach them. Yeah. And, and going towards that about the new player, um, and it also depends on... Who- who the new player is because if John and I are playing and I know you've read the rules and you're ready and you're going, I'll show you combos, but mm-hmm. don't raffle stomp them on turn one B or two a or whatever. Unless that's what they want. But Correct. That is part of what we call the gamer contract, which yeah. we all need to be more, more cognitive of is there are people who you can just straight raffle stomp and they won't care because that's, they're that's used the to game they, know they play. It. You know, they, they don't know. hate the player, they hate the game. Like, if the game's bad, they'll be pissed off at the game. But if you're just doing it because that's what's going on, it's okay. Yeah. I've never had heard that term before. Just raffle stomp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never. I'll be honest, <laughs> I kind of raffle stomped Zach, but he was okay with it because Zach generally is the one doing the raffle stomping. And, I mean, Age of Sigmar is one of those games when things go the wrong way, they go the you wrong get way raffle quickly. stomped. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's knowing your audience because... Mm-hmm. If someone's brand new to War Machine and Hordes, you're like, nope, I am going to bring something light and easy and show them cool mechanics of my army. Yep. I am not going to bring my tournament lists. You bring your A game, but you don't bring your A list. Right. And that's where people get wrong. And that's why I love, there are certain players who can just switch it on. Matt Hennemeyer, one of you all refer to my name. I love Matt Hennemeyer. He was one of our top tier. He gave you know, JVM run for his money in tournaments. But he knew how to immediately turn on, this is a new player, let me show him interactions. It was great. Yeah. Like, he was great at that. And for a top, what I consider sort of a top-tier player in our local area, to be able to do that, it's awesome. Yeah. And then you've got some other guys, you know, you know Frank, one of our other buddies, I love Frank. Frank does not have that same switch. Correct. Frank's the kind of guy, as soon as they know how to play at a basic level, you can let them play Frank. They might get raffle stomp, but they'll learn from it because he's just doing stuff in the game. You don't let the new player play against him. And and as someone who's running the games, you need to know who those people are. For example, for mention Zach, Zach is our raffle stomper, um, but he luckily knows how to tone it down a bit for people. So well, we have a guy that uh, actually has a rule that he's not allowed to play anybody new. Mm-hmm. That's, um, you, you yep. that rule. Yeah, and which is okay. Because he knows that he can't turn it on and off. Uh, he's one of those people that, you know, it's just super ultra competitive. And that's mm-hmm. the way he is. And that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But we, we tell that new person, if you ask him for a game, he will give you a game. 
but you have asked for it. Yes. <laughs> We're no longer control of what happens at that point. Yeah. It's all on you. you. But he is forbidden from, you know, yes. asking for the game. And he knows that. He you know, like, like yeah. you know, I've said to people, like, you don't want to play me first. Let me play that. Which is also why I tend to run games is because then I can arrange, like, oh, you should play him. You should play him. You should play him. You should play him. Yeah. And I know it's hard because we all want to play games. Right. But remember, the point of teaching people games and these, these learning leagues is future enjoyment. You future may not get people. the enjoyment right now. You're getting them to the level where you can get the future enjoyment. And by laying off and letting everybody play games, and there are some weeks as I sit there and watch, you know, they're all playing games. I don't get to play any games, and it's okay. I have an army ready. I follow the same rules as everyone else. We're ready to go. I don't keep track of a sheet or anything, but I'm ready to go. But if not, I just arrange people. I mean, our old drop zone games, rest in peace, uh, uh, War Machine Journeyman Leagues, we'd have, I'd be sitting there just arranging. I'm like, all right, they're almost done. Hold on here. Okay, when they're done, you go to that table with him. You go to that table with him. Sometimes you just got to do that stuff. Oh, it's like someone was um, talking to me on the way back from a tournament. They were talking to me about um, what what I did for War, for, uh, War, War Machine Weekend and stuff. And he was like... He was like, "Well, you play a lot of games. I mean, what do you do there?" And I says, "I don't. I don't think I've played maybe three games at War Machine Weekend in like five years." Yeah. And I'm like, back when I was a press ganger, I was like, uh, "I need to play some games." Oh, someone new came in. Well, there you go. I'm going over here. I'm going to mm-hmm. help them learn the game because that's what you're supposed to do. You don't. You, you're supposed to know how to just teach this person how to have a good time with this game. And that Absolutely. is very, very important and very, very hard for some people to do. Because some people get ultra competitive and some people just, you know, they would rather play someone else. Uh, I also like what uh, Crimson1919 says. He says, I find I often intentionally give the new players some opportunities to start and then try to come back later. I like that. Yeah. Or I like to not go after the objectives and... Uh, I like to let them go, oh, crap, I can go after the objective and win the game. Yeah. Let them sort of get that realization that not, it's purposely not going after it because I'm going to teach them how to bust face. But, you know, I, you know I'm not worried about winning. No. It's all good. Comics, <laughs> <laughs> anybody said that he checked in just to make sure you haven't burned the place down. <laughs> and then Jason Enzi replies, I protect it. We're supposed to burn things down. <laughs> Both of those are true statements. <laughs> Moon Oh, sporting that awesome that? badge. Oh, so, but I mean that is very there. There's there is a tier to letting people into the game. You go, all right. Let me show you the basics. Here is the minimum points. Blah blah blah. Here are the basic mechanics. All right, yep. we've graduated from that. Let's step it up a bit, and then you eventually get to where, hey. You're on your own. You're on your own. You want to learn how to play in a tournament? All right. But pants are, are off. Are you ever really on your own? Because you've still got all those people there who... Correct. Love, we love to talk tactics and thoughts. I mean, literally, you hand me your book and go, I was thinking of X, Y, and Z. I'll look at X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And figure out... I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, Congo occasionally goes, hey, I'm looking at starting X list. Can you look and see what you think? And I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me bring this stuff up. And uh, this seems good. This seems good. And this seems good. Craig, you're not really on your own. Until no. you're rolling the dice and you're doing it. But yeah. here's the thing. If you, like, okay, my meta, like I said, is super competitive. 
We should all be helping each other out to become better mm-hmm. competitive players. Hey, I'm building this list. Well, here's another combo I think is better with your list, and this is the reason why I think. Not just being, you know, this it's better no matter what I say because I say it. Tell me the reason why. Tell that person why. Mm-hmm. Ask, you know, the reason why this is better. It's a lost art in the modern society. Yeah. And when you tell these people, you know, this is the reason why I think you should add this guy instead of this guy is because it'll, you know, increase your damage output or, you know, you'll know you'll get Pathfinder everywhere all over the board. And they may not see the combos that you see. And that's a good thing. That's an important question. Uh Uh-huh. Why are you painting that goal opposite? Uh, I'm doing all the symbols. Uh, See how this is pitted? Yeah, but yeah, you should do the gold first, then go the silver, because then it's it's just easier. No, just it's not for me. It. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. See, there's fun. <laughs> I also take the he countered with why. It's all good. No one is stepping on his fun. Nope. Uh, it's just easier for me to do it this way. Yeah. Um, but there's the 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 thing is, is you're you're there to help them, and mm-hmm. you know if they say, well, I want to try this out. Okay, go try it out. And we're like, okay, I didn't care. Like I I talked to a friend of mine. Uh, asked him, you know, what I thought about the Wolves of Winter list. What would he run? He said this, this, and this. Okay? And I see why. Recursion, good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Awesome. Uh, went and played it. Hated every minute of it because I kept on jamming myself up. Nothing wrong with his list. Nothing wrong. It is now a play style problem I'm having. Mm-hmm. And... Will, Kabani, Will Pagani is somewhere twitching. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it was a play style thing. It, I, it's a real thing. And, yeah. and, and, you know, you should look at that too. If you're looking at a new player coming in and you can see their play style from what they're doing initially, help them find that right spot. Um, and it's hard because going into a game, they're going to have to learn. They're gonna have to get models. Honestly. Yeah. The model looks cool. That's a great play style. I mean, I, I do a lot of that. I'll start an army because models look cool. I a bunch of armies I want to start because I love how cool some of those models are. That's the reason why I but, picked up these blacksmiths. But a lot of us uh, who are uh, veterans can can change our play style. We have different play styles we like. But for a new player, they'll bring up new models that are cool and all that. You got to help them get into that army and help them decide. Uh, honestly, if you're the one who's going to be running a lot of the games. Be willing and able to bring an extra army for somebody. I mean, it might even mean that you don't get to play. Especially if they're like, well, I don't have that model. Oh, I do. Or I know someone that does. Or or even to start like, hey, I want to start, but I haven't found an army I really like yet. I'm like, well, here, you can borrow my army to play and learn the game. And then you can look at the rules and start figuring out what it is. Because even... You know, a lot of games, the, the the models are... Seeing the rules for models is free or easy to find. Yeah. Um, you can easily, you know, peruse your buddies' codexes, uh, codices, I guess, technically. Their uh, army books, their, you know, their app, or even get the app themselves. I mean, heck, the Age of Sigmar app is free. You can see all the rules. Uh, Infinity has all the rules online for free. Uh, Malifaux is in a weird spot. Uh, 40k, you can borrow a codex or something. But you can start seeing what it is. Once you have that knowledge, once you help them get to that knowledge, they can start making their own decisions. You're giving them agency to make their own army at that point. To see, oh, I like the way these guys look. I like how that all comes together. And usually, and then, if you've got a decent-sized community, somebody has that army somewhere. Yes. 
And honestly, That's how I though, learned how to play Malifaux was one of the guys at the local game store actually lent me uh, a crew. Mm-hmm. Just lent me a crew to just play whenever, just to get used to. And like you were saying earlier, it was one of the really easy ones that didn't have a lot of weird tricks to know. Mm-hmm. I've uh, done that too. The two things I do did with Malifaux was one is a. Uh, uh, one of my buddies, little Chris, uh, wanted to play Parker Burroughs, which is, you know, sort of bandito gang. So I, I let him use my Parker Burroughs, which I was originally going to run for it. But I'm like, you know, more important that the newer player gets to play it. And he slowly bought models. I gave him a couple extras I had and all that. And the other thing I do is I will actually keep, if I win in a prize, a starter set oh. for any game. I don't give that up because I want that for a new player. If someone comes uh-huh. in like, I want to learn how to play X, I want to be able to go like, well, here you go, Merry Christmas, learn how to play X. Yeah. And that's super cool. Yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of ways to help a new player out. And you're like, well, I want to see what Tau is like, but I don't want to drop $400 on Tau and then find out I don't like it. Well, exactly. here you go. I have Tau. I own it. What do you want? You mean build your list, or do you want to do your own? Because I can bring anything. Also, uh, another thing, uh, and it's becoming a little bit easier, and people have got, but I know some people were upset about, oh, I don't want you to use a proxy. For new players, or somebody that's trying out before they have to drop 50 bucks, 60 bucks on a new model, let them proxy that model out. I mean, yep. get yeah. over it. It's, it's, it's one model. So, in most circumstances, that's, that's okay. There are certain circumstances it's not okay, but those will become apparent to you. Tournaments. I'm thinking about, well, I'm thinking about running my 40k slow grow league as power level. Okay. Rather than points. But in that point, I'll be like, there's no proxying because power level doesn't care about what the models are armed with. It's just X points. And if you let them do stupid stuff, they will do stupid stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the power level, I mean, I'm talking about, hey, I don't know if I really want to buy Ruin yet for Kador. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Can like, I just use a Juggernaut to represent him for right now? Yeah, And outside ahead. of any sort of organized format, that's great. Yeah. Like in a friendly game. And sometimes you want to do that with a person. Like, So um, even though my group doesn't necessarily play a lot of War Machine, we've kept a lot of the armies in the local group. Yeah. Like, I'm probably not going to keep Rhett. I don't play mercenaries in circles enough. Why the hell do I have rat, much less minions? But if I get rid of them, I'm just going to give them probably to El Marshall and have him hold on to them. So in case someone in the local group wants to play rat, there is rat for them to play. Yeah. And if and you know, sort of thing, you pay it forward, you know, maybe he just keeps it, and then someone's like, oh, I really want to play, and I want to play that. Suddenly you go, here's an army. If you don't like it, give it back. Otherwise, off with you. Yeah. Um, Miles Healy just said something about, um, he's got a bunch of stuff for... Yeah, 30 mechs in front of him and 12 more on the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for Battletech, that's a ton. I, I really want you to give me a good, uh, I'd really love to hear how that is, because our store just recently got it, and I'm an old Battletech, you know, lover, you know, I love the old mechs. We used to, at one point, um, we had so many RPGs going at once that we used to have a Battletech fight-off, and whoever won got to choose what RPG we were going to play for the week uh, when we all got together. And uh, I'd like to see how they change. So, Miles, if you ever get a chance, um, uh, I'd love to hear a write-up on it and stuff about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I haven't got the money to go get it yet. Yes, it's hard. Um, 
But I mean, going back to the, the topic of the the letting people borrow models, I mean, most people are going to be good with their models. They're not going to, you know, throw them around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and if you see that guy, then you just warn everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just get with it and have a good time. Because there's one thing that we can always use is more players. More players keeps the game going, keeps the store open, keeps money coming in, keeps, you know, you going to tournaments. And what I think is funny is going to conventions, when you have a lot of people going to convention, it makes the convention cheaper because you share hotel rooms and you share costs. And there's, to me, that's super, super important. <laughs> Also, more importantly, it means you have someone there you know. Correct. And I don't think I've met too many gamers who are 100% socially adjusted. We're all kind of weird in our own way. And it's always good to have that fallback comfortable person (laughs) where you're like, I just need to talk to someone who knows me and, you know, chill for a bit. And you've got that there then. Yep. You don't want to be the guy hanging out in the corner because you don't know anyone and you're not feeling comfortable. You're not in a meet new people mood. Correct. So that helps too. But also, uh, you want to, when you're starting your new slow grow or whatever, you want to get people who haven't played each other to play each other. There's a couple of the players in my group who are sort of insular and haven't really played outside of their little group much. Uh, so I actually put it in my rules to reward people for playing new people every week. That's good. That's cool. So try and get them out there, try and play everyone, because, you know, I want everyone to play as many people as possible. You know, it's part of it also is because you will get into their groups. You'll see those guys who show up for Friday Night Battletech and only ever play, you know, themselves. You know, and you don't want that. That's not good for a game. You you, you want to help build that community. Mm-hmm. And so if, if anyone is ever out there and you want help building a slow girl rules, by all means, hit me up. I will help you. I will spend tons of time just researching and telling you what I do, how to do it. I I am here to help because I want more people playing miniatures games. Even if it's not in my local group, if it's your local group, that is good for me also because someday I may be out that way and then there's more people to play. And honestly, it's just good in general. I uh, Talking about helping out and stuff I had, uh, everybody knows I have this weird, funky, fun steamroller type format and same with their twist where it's got just weird random things you know some things that are hard to accomplish some things that are stupid you know just different things to do and i had someone message me and it's like hey do you still have that because my guys need to get out of a serious game and get into some fun stupid shit for a bit and i'm like hell yeah i have that i keep that on, a, on my uh, dropbox uh and she was like good and she was like you know thinking about it because i mean there's the thing is Sometimes the silly stuff and the fun stuff that, you know, you don't really think about really help out a lot of people learn the rules. Yes. Especially when you have achievements of, hey, do a two-handed throw. Well, not many people do a two-handed throw. That is exactly the stuff like I would have in mind because there are rules you need to learn. I'm like, do this, do that, you know. You know, use the uh, the realm spell or the realm uh, command ability for you know the mortal realm in the Age of Sigmar. Those yes. are points. Those are scorable because I want you to learn how all that stuff works. Yes, uh, Trevi, you know we will all we are always willing to help you out with anything you want. You just let us yeah. know. Um, we will help and get you whatever you need. Come uh, on, if I can make 
you know, slow grows rules for freaking, uh, what was that game? Warzone Resurrection. I can <laughs> slow grow rules for everything. I've never yeah. played Warzone. I don't own a current Warzone model. No current. I do have old Warzone. There is no current Warzone. Is it dead again? Probably. Probably, but. I didn't even know it was resurrected. It resurrected a couple years ago. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, they had a bunch of models. They were trying really hard, yeah. but uh, just was weird to get it going. But I wrote Slogo rules for our local store, and the guys loved it. So, I mean, always happy to uh, to do that stuff. I mean, that's that's what I do. That's what I am known for. One of the players actually said, like, oh, yeah, John, I'll play in your Slogo. They're always super fun. And that's the biggest compliment you can make to someone who's running Slogo leagues. I, mean, I don't care what game it is. I'll run a Slogo. That is how you get people in. That's how you get people started. Everyone in together, low levels, make it, you know, you want it slow and, and get together and they, they play together. It's what this <laughs> game's about. And shit. Apologies, I'm rambling because I'm drunk. It's okay. Um, one thing we need to, you know, make sure that we do is, you know, you, you were talking about the whole, you know, playing people new. Mm-hmm. Um, include those people more often because. Like you says, we're a bit clicky, and that 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 gets to be a problem, especially very intimidating for some people that are brand new to the game. That they're just like, oh, those guys are playing and making jokes and giving each other hell. I'm like, yeah, of course, because that's what we do. You know, that's that's how we are. Yeah, but, I mean, but invite them. Like, yes, if, you're, if they're hanging around at the end of the night and you guys are about to roll down to the local. You know, Waterbury joint. Go like, hey, we're going down to uh, you know barbecue joint. You want to come? Throw stuff like that. It, nothing gets you a bonding better than eating over. You know, eating good food together. Yeah, hanging out because they may have questions about the game that you yeah. didn't know about, or maybe they just want to shoot the shit. Maybe they're new to the area and just want to meet more people. Yeah, that's true too. We all had to meet more people somehow, and you know, mm-hmm. get them involved. Or Taco Rocks. That's only in Tennessee, Brad. Only in Tennessee. <laughs> the center of the freaking universe down there. Every time we drove somewhere, like, there's Taco Rocks again. Sorry. Inside joke, kind of. Not really. Kind of. A little bit. But, I mean, unless they're, like, major douchebags, invite people to do things. Yes. At their major juice bags, I mean, if they want to hang out, cool, but, you know, be aware in this regular social situation, you can call them more frequently on their bullshit. Yeah. I mean, they'll learn. There are some guys who I would not play a game against who I'm happy to sit down and have a meal with. Yes, yep. Just, they're just different in that, and it's all good, you know? Maybe they just want to be part of a group. Maybe maybe you can help them, you know? I'll be honest, there's a couple times I have called people out on their shit and then helped them, you know, change that shit. Yeah, some people aren't aware that they're doing something shitty. Or maybe don't realize people know they're doing something shitty and they get you know, there's some people who don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> there give is a that chance. Case. There's a guy I gave a chance to. I told him, like, I went on like a 10 minute non profanity rant because in the game's workshop store about how I wouldn't play him basically as the last person left on fucking earth. And he left shocked and thought about it. And then. You know, the Game Workshop employee is like, I really wanted to kick you out, but you didn't curse and you didn't raise your voice, so I got nothing to do here. <laughs> and then he came back, you know, a couple months later, and everyone was like, oh, he's great to play against. He's the funnest guy I play against. You know, walk by some of his games, and he's playing absolutely flawless rules, perfect, no cheating, no nothing, 
gracious. Like, it changed everything he did for a game. Sometimes they need that. Yeah, sometimes. You know, I'll be honest, there were times in my life where my friends were like, hey, dude, you are surly, and I don't want to fucking play against you ever. And sometimes you just got to change how you are. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you call people on it, people will call you on it, and at the end of the day, we're all going to be better people. And isn't that what we want? Well, I mean, there's also times where, like, dude, you're being a dick while you're playing, and you're like, oh, am I? Sorry. Wasn't a, meaning to be. We all have that competitive juice. Sometimes we're like, urgh. Or, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, as I've started to play to certain things, rules become more fluid to me. I'm like, that is shit. They need to change that. <laughs> but you realize they're not going to, because that's in print, and unless it's really egregious, they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So you're going to be like, well, that's the rule. Here's what it is. You have two choices. You can play against it or you cannot. But I have noticed that a little bit. And I need to I need to work on that. But uh, knowledge of yourselves is important. And that's hard. But yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this little talk about, you know, how to teach people and how to learn. Uh, honestly, if you have any more questions about it, hit us up. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, however. We'll be happy to, to throw any ideas your way. Specifically, you know, generally, however you want. Yeah, especially if you have any ideas that you want us to talk about. I mean, our last two were, you know, submitted, you know, from, you know, our Facebook group, mm-hmm. um, which you can always find and always reach us there if you're looking for us. Um, and that's a good, good way to, you know, suggest, hey, guys, there's a new game coming out. What do you think about it? Well, yeah. shit, uh, is it out? No? Okay, wait till it comes out. Let us do a review and we'll talk about it. Uh, Look, or... Trevor's going to have Slogar rules for uh, his game shortly, you know, shortly after we get rules and all for it. He'll have <laughs> Slogar rules because, I mean, that's what we do. I'm happy. We're happy to help. Yeah, we're always willing to help out. We're here to build the community. Because we can. Look, by talking and drinking. Look, look, look. I have them right here, Trev. They're not gone. They're right here waiting to be painted. So, we still have stuff. I still have stuff. So, I mean, I don't, but let's be honest. Last time I painted a model, it was uh, last year. But isn't your dog red now? He he comes red. He's red on the sprue. <laughs> he's oh. red on the sprue. I appreciate your faith in me, Kathy. It brings me joy, but no, oh, he's, never he's mind. always red. Never mind. Yep. Sorry. Not sorry. She's like, don't talk to me. Wow. Well, not that bad. Just, Jesus, just, don't God, no. just don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm told you painted once upon a time. I did once upon a time, and I plan to again. Just I keep getting stuff to build. Mm-hmm. Look, I was the first one to say, well, Trogoths are awesome. It may not have been the best idea to start a brand new army for a slow grow, and then I don't get to paint anything. Because that's what happens. I build a new army, and suddenly I don't have time to paint. Because building comes first, and then painting, and then you go to the next project. Unfortunately, I'm skipping the painting portion of it. At least you're playing the stuff. Yes. I, I am. I am. You're just not collecting them? No. I, I don't don't just collect. I mean, heck, if you saw my if you saw my recent group of rebel commandos, God, that was hard to say. I converted heads on most of them and did all sorts of crazy stuff on them. I got, I'm almost out of crazy heads to convert with, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, someone's making some new ones because, damn it, I'm gonna need more heads. Somebody get me some heads. Get some heads. Heads. Roll. Using a paint oh, called right. Dirt Splatter. Dance till you're dead. So, 
Have what time were we at, John? the paint? Is that the sound I was hearing? Yeah, that was me shaking the paint. Sorry. <laughs> okay, good. John, what's our time looking like? Uh, almost time for media section brought to you by Archidan and Tectonic Craft Studios. Oh, okay. Let me get this brown on here real quick then. Yeah, get that brown. Get that brown. Get, brown. get the brown on there. Well, it is dirt, and I'm using a paint called Dirt Splatter. First time dirt I've used splatter, it. Dirt Splatter, indeed. I actually bought some... Uh, I bought both types of a Grellin Earth and a Grellin Badlands texture paints. Oh, to use yeah. Bases. Those um, are actually pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'm not sure which I'm going to use on the Trogoth bases with the cork. Cork. I don't know which one. Just experiment on something flat first. You can see what they do. Oh, yeah. I'll get a base and put some cork on it, do everything I normally do, and then try it out. That's how you do. That's how you and do. And then uh, whichever one is the thicker one and can go with less underneath basing stuff I will use on my Legion models when I start painting them. Oh, which is on my list, because I like Legion. It is fun. I need to play more Legion. But we're not going to have a slow grow of that for a while until the Clone Wars box set comes out. Yeah, that's that's what we were thinking, too, is when the new set comes out, because supposedly there might be some stuff at Adepticon. I know that Adepticon has some new fighters that are specific. When's Adepticon? Next Uh, month? March? No. No. March 20 something. Yeah, no Clone Wars trust. No, me. there's um I meant to say there's a uh, a clone fighter for X-Wing. Oh yeah, 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 some of that, but they won't they yeah. won't have any Clone Wars for Legion. I'm, I I could see Gen Con. Uh because they said uh, there's a special painted version clone fighter. Oh, that's cool. Uh specific to Gen, to Adepticon this year. I I like that. Now, some people don't like that, but I like alternate picture alternate art alternate paint scheme for pre-painted stuff yeah from a show that is cool yeah i just don't like only available at certain show like alternate rules that are only available from a certain it, it's see the transformers cars that are only available from yeah. the comic-con last year that go for so much money i'm just not gonna buy them Mm-hmm. Which I still have not received my loot crate. Have you received your loot crate yet, John? No, we shouldn't have. It would just ship recently. Oh, it just ship. Okay. You could order it until the nineteenth, so it's been five days. So. Oh, I didn't know when it was. I was like, oh, when was that supposed to ship out? And we need Omega Supreme, damn it. Yep, I need my Omega Supreme. So John and I can beat the crap out of each other. We'll have an Omega Supreme off. Yep. Does it, is it going to come with specific Omega Supreme battle cards? No, no. Just just, just the Transformer. Yeah, just a transformer. Just a transformer. All right, I got that brown it's on there. No, no, no problem. I ain't gonna argue with it. It's all good. It's it all is good. all good indeed. All right, let's switch over to the media section. Media section, party time. Excellent. <laughs> oh man, I like jacked the crap out of my shoulder from going to the movie theater because I was sitting in some weird thing, which I'm going to talk about during media section. So, I went to the movie theater this week too. What? We both we, went to yeah, the we just lose our... Oh, never mind. Banyan hates painting. Yes, Banyan hates painting. Ooh. He does. There goes Facebook. It's true. Yeah, actually, he paints pretty solid, though. It's too bad he hates painting. Sad. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. You, you might start seeing that on uh, the Facebooks. Or even the, the Twitches. I don't know what Gonzo's is going to do with it. Yeah, we don't know. We're we're working something up to have some fun. Looks like I need oh, to move. Oh, stupid, stupid head! Sorry, Mari. 
My Twitch decided to take a poopy. Yeah, it went a little crazy there for a minute. You started getting some stuff in. Yep. And Banian mentioned, or uh, Miles mentions that if you want to see the mechs, uh, the page for Battletech, and he has painted them all, you can go on the Hobby Streak, uh, hashtag Hobby Streak Facebook page, and we'll make anyone a member there and come see that. You can see me post every day. Oh, yeah. 447 days straight. Damn. I lose track. You lose track. Uh, so. I mean, sounds terrible. I really do, though. You're yeah, 447. You... Which, uh, if you were following John on his uh, streaming live on Facebook, he'll be doing that very little. Um, we'll be but, doing that here and there. Um, it's yeah. only like a half an hour. Uh, I'm going to try and get to a set time so you guys can know when to expect it. Um, probably only Monday through you know Thursday at most. Friday, I usually get home late. And Saturday and Sunday, I don't, I don't do it at any set time because I do it when I can. Because, I mean, I'm off. Do it whenever. All right, uh, Captain Scotty, buddy. Talk to you later, man. Be good. Stay out of trouble. Oh. Hi there, Snickerneck Studios. Hey, Snickersnack! Oh, hey, Yaji. Yeah. I'd like to say a big thank you to her for uh, helping me out this week. Her and I had a very deep, long conversation. Awesome. Um, that was really informal. Or I'd say not really informal. It was really... Um, Informative? Informative is a better word for it, because her and I had a lot to talk about. Informative is a very different word than... Um, I know. I've been don't, drinking. don't let the drunk guy give there. you new words. It's yeah. Like a- <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking just a little bit. Um, okay, so let's get our let's get on our a um, media section. Movies. Kathy, you got anything? Media. Uh, so, Jim and I watched the uh, six episodes of The Expanse this week. Oh, snap. Yeah, John had been uh, talking about it, so I was thinking it's time for me to give it a try because I like sci-fi stuff, and it sounded like my cup of tea. And, oh my goodness, we really, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to uh, maybe Tuesday when we'll both get a chance to sit down and and watch some more of it. I'm actually curious as what happens in the first six episodes. Give me a second. I'm going to take a look. So I don't mention anything that happens afterwards. Right. Season I just, one. I really liked all the political intrigue mm-hmm. that there is in it. And the fact that it seems to us so far that there's not really, a, you know, you've got Mars, you've got Earth, you've got the Belters. And between them all, there's not really one that's the bad guy. You know, like the like the entire culture isn't the bad guy. Gotcha. Are there people? Are there people in that culture that are bad? Yes. Are there people in that culture that are good? Yes. But you can't say Mars is the bad guy. Correct. You know, you can't say that Earth is the bad guy, even though there's people from Earth that are doing bad things. Being major douchey stuff. And also, I really like the whole, like, how gravity actually affects spaceships in space when they're moving and and doing stuff. Like, right at the very beginning, there's this ship that has to do kind of a complete 180 and go in the opposite Uh direction. And they're like, we need to batten down all of the things that, you know, (laughs) that might knock around because they knew 
that that it was going to get really rough. And I like that kind of uh, detail, that level of detail. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good hard sci-fi. Um, I know a friend like of mine, it. one of my local teachers, he'd never seen it, and he says, they must have spent a ton on special effects. And I'm like, yep, they did. But that's why sci-fi stopped it, because they can't afford special effects. But Amazon's wow. like, oh no, we're in still. But, uh... So, Kathy, you get, you know, stuff like Remember the Cant. Yeah, yes. And uh, so I love the space battles because they're not what you expect. They're not Star Trek. They're not... Uh, it is so not Star, not Star Trek. Star Wars, and they're just so refreshing. Yeah. Because uh, you've seen the Donager battle. Yes. That was super cool. I, I really enjoyed that, and it only gets better from there. Yeah, the series oh, yeah. is real good. Yeah, it's very, very enjoyable. Uh, it'll be uh, be good to hear how you th- what you think of the upcoming stuff because you've just it's the tip of the iceberg. It gets stranger, more interesting, and more awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for the new season. Well, I still got uh, seven episodes left of la- of last season, but I stopped off at three, a- four. There's four seasons. Uh, I think so. Okay, I wasn't sure if there nope. was uh, three seasons. There's three. Okay. Yeah, three seasons from Sci-Fi. Uh, I'm on episode just it's episode six of season three, which leaves seven episodes left. But it's a really, really good stopping point. It feels like everything. It feels like it's the end of a book. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because they're based off books, so. Uh, uh, that is very interesting, uh, a good stopping point. And I, and I like that because otherwise I will watch and watch and watch. And I like I like that it's a good serial story. It's, it's not it, – the problem I get with a lot of the other – like I was watching The Flash is after a certain point, if you lose a little interest, it's not a good stopping point. It's all pretty – there's an overarching storyline, but it's all episodic inside that for the most part. Mm-hmm. So unless you get one of the rare, you know, ones where it directly leads to another episode, you you stop and you're like, ah, do I need to go back? What else do I have to do? It gets crazy. There was one where I didn't even realize it was the end. And and so, well, to take you back, in a previous episode, like 15 minutes into the episode, Amazon just uh, stopped playing it and went to the next episode. (laughs) So I had to go back and... And and it resumed where we had left off for whatever reason. So I thought that happened again in like episode five, but no, that was was actually the end of the episode. But it didn't seem like it, not to me. Jim was like, "Well, of course it was." <laughs> but yeah, no. But no, it's 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 good. I recommend it to everyone. We need show Amazon if you like it. Show it some love. Watch it. If you have Amazon just, Prime, just spend some time watching it. Because it'll show them that it's worth the money to keep going. That's how mm-hmm. we keep our series we love going. Yeah. I, I I like all the tiny little details that there are in it. How how the all the asteroids and space stations and everything, everything is so dirty. And and you know, you get that sense that the belters are just these, you know, poor suffering people who are just it's like the blood diamonds in Africa. You know, mm-hmm. they're down in the holes digging the stuff and it's valuable and they never get to enjoy it. They have to ship it off to 
somebody else who just wants pretty jewelry. And and honestly, all of the characters are understandable. I haven't met anyone who's so evil or good that is unbelievable. I'm all like, these are all just people, and some are more good than others. Some have different political agendas. Some think they're doing good. Some need to uh, die horrible, screaming, painful deaths, mm -hmm. and some don't. And then uh, I want to say that Amos is my spirit anim animal, but he isn't really. But sometimes I wish he was. <laughs> Amos is the most refreshing character. There is no subterfuge to Amos. Amos is what he appears on the outside. More people could do better by being like Amos because there's nothing personal. <laughs> it's just it just is. I, I like right. it. Wait, wait till you get more of him. He just gets more and more. Even though he's simple, he gets more and more interesting as it more, goes. More deep. Is it like in Leverage with... Uh, with God, Elliot? Who's... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elliot's a little deeper than uh, than uh, Amos. A Amos doesn't take things personally. Just doesn't. It's, a, it's amazing. He's just got that sort of disconnect, and it shows the way he acts. It's great. He would never win an award for the acting, but if you understand his character, you'd be like, he should win an award for his acting. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all saying that it's zero space herpes for uh, the, Expanse the Expanse because yeah. Hard Side Fight doesn't have space herpes. <laughs> I don't know where I'm starting. Uh, on the other hand, I was drawing parallels to Ice Pirates at, at, at certain points, but not because of the cheese factor. No, there's no <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, speaking of that, we have next movie night coming up next Sunday. I should still be on the cast, but uh, Alex and Anna wanted to watch... Uh, Alex, like, I've only seen Indiana Jones once. Which? The first? The first. Raiders of the oh, Lost Ark. So I'm uh, like, all right, but in this case, we don't really watch the bad movie first. We have to watch the good movie first because it is the standard bearer. Yeah. It is the one that all others are judged off of. You must watch it first. Yeah. That's my all-time like... favorite. You know, I lost count after I watched it 70 times. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen it. A million. It's, it's on. Yeah. Um, the hardest part was finding a pair for it to be a bad movie because he's seen The Mummy and will not watch Brandon Fraser again because he hates The Mummy. Don't judge him. Huh. Just oh. okay. Okay. I know. It's, 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 huh. He's seen National Treasure. Treasure. He hates Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He doesn't want to watch it again. So I'm left with a pair of either, uh, what is it called? King Solomon's Mind, starring Richard oh. Chamberlain and Sharon Stone. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm. Or Walker starring uh, Chuck Norris and Lou Gossett Jr. Oh. Or Tomb Raider, we didn't think of at the time. Um, Firewalker's in the mailbox right now, need to pull it out, and then I don't think King Solomon's Mind will be here in time. But I got them both, just in case. In fact, I could make a triple out of this, but anyways. That, yeah, time. now you need Tomb Raider. Yeah, well, I mean, there's three Indiana Jones movies. Right, exactly. Three. Yes, yes, as you say. <laughs> so I can make this three times. Anyways, uh, Gonzo, hit us with something before we go on to something else. Um, I have I have technically four, and I'm going to combine two into one. Uh, yes. um, I watched the newest episode of Star Trek and the newest episode of The Orville. Um, and we both know what The Orville is. It's kind of the spoofy part, but it does take a pretty decent sci-fi you know, stance. Um and they're kind of going on their big tirade. It's taken a less comedic turn lately, which is okay. kind of weird. Uh, and it's kind of taken itself a little bit serious. There are some, you know, funny jokes in there. And they 
do poke fun at things, but it has taken a little bit more serious turn. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watching it or whatever. Spoiler, um, Earth is getting attacked again. Big surprise, right? Ah. Yeah. Um, and it's taken itself a little bit more serious, which is interesting. Um, but I'm finding that I'm not as interested in it anymore as much as I used to be. Um, it's kind of tapering off. The comedy isn't as good this season. It's just been okay. Um, but what I have really liked is the new Star Trek. Holy balls. I've been hearing so many good things about the new season of uh, oh, Discovery. The Boy, new season. I the, know, right? I told you to get a hold of me. I can get you the entire season. You can watch Look, it all. I, no. No, they need to be taught. <laughs> We're not going to stand for this. We're going to make a streaming service because we got one new show. No, fuck yourself. You're going to make it available elsewhere, or we're not going to watch it, and you can watch Star Trek die, and it's your fault. Yeah. Preach it. I'm not going out of my way. I'm not paying you the money. I'm not paying like $8 a month for fucking commercials in a streaming service to watch your fucking Star Trek. <laughs> but let me get back on the Star Trek before John <laughs> blows a gasket. Um, so the new season of Star Trek, I've watched the last two episodes and caught up, and... This has been going more the way people are used to Star Trek with new alien races, new things going on. There is this huge, large plot going on about this red angel that's going around doing things around the galaxy, um, so on and so forth. But you're learning about new alien technology, new alien races, and the characters are just so good. This last episode, learning about uh, Commander Suru's uh, lifestyle and way he was and his everything else... It's been really good. If you like old Star Trek of finding races and, you know, the original premises, you got to watch this one. Uh, you got to watch season two. I like season one because it was a little bit more um, dark more and dirty. More what? More like Mass Effect. Yes, I, I would agree with that. It was, it was more combat, more, you know, more dark. Uh, but this new season has kind of they've kind of steered it back into what the original concept of uh, Star Trek is, and it has been super super good. Uh, I usually have to do something while I'm watching TV because I can't sit still very well, um, and I could actually sit and while I had to sit and just watch and was really into it. I even started looking up things after it was over, going, "Ooh, what about this? And what about this? And what about this?" So I was really really into it. Um, Got to watch the new season. Uh, new episodes up to date of Star Trek Discovery. I'm giving zero space herpes. Uh, the new Orville stuff. I'm giving like one and a half, maybe two. It's kind of dipping on me right now. So um, I'm hoping seems to like get a better. Format where it could dip easily because it's not. It's not the loving homage something like Galaxy Quest is. Correct. It's just it just hasn't been as good. Fair enough. Speaking of not as good, today uh, I watched the entire movie of Drive, but not the one you're thinking of. No, this is Drive from 1997, starring Mar Mark Dacascos, and man, it was a thing that happened. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it of a of a great way to uh, describe this movie. Uh, the best way is 90s as fuck. <laughs> it is. Like, trying to be quirky buddy movie, but just doesn't hit. But the action is just good enough to keep you in. I mean, it's batshit crazy. Don't get me wrong. There is no action in this movie that is not batshit crazy. 
but it has some good points. Like it jumps right into the story. It doesn't explain what's going on. You you start off like, why is he hiding there? What's going on? Why are they not shooting him directly? Why are they shooting at his legs? They obviously want to take him alive. Why? No one's explaining anything. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's actually kind of cool. And actually, once they sort of lay it all out and have the exposition train, um, which is bonus because it is delivered by uh, the gentleman who played uh, Mr. Takagi from uh, Die Hard, and he's a good actor. I, I really like the way he delivers lines. He's got a good, uh, what should I put it, uh, dignity sort of about him, good charisma, James Shigeta. Um, but once we get through that, you get to, man, some weird stuff and Brittany Murphy plays a very 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 creepy young girl <laughs> she's like 20 when this movie came out so it's not full creepy but when the phrase what was the exact phrase uh, I believe it was uh, I'm going to give you the deliverance party weekend special and as Mark Dacascos had just made a gay joke that was really creepy as fuck I'm like um what but it turns out her name is Deliverance, and she's young, and she just wants to party. And she is hitting on the, the second lead, not Mark Dacascus, the gentleman playing, uh, uh, was it uh, Kadeem Hardison playing the other character, who's sort of like an out-of-work guy who Mark Dacascus sort of kidnaps, befriends, to get him to drive him to L.A. where he needs to go to do his thing. Uh, I can spoil it. He's got a like, super energy thing in his chest that he wants to deliver to another group. To uh, get make money, but it makes him super badass fighter. But they do add some interesting stuff for like he's got a rest lock that keeps the adrenaline pumping. But man, the best way to describe this uh, is '90s as fuck and batshit crazy. And I mean, it's a solid three three space herpes, um, maybe three and a half. It's worth watching, but you just sit down and be ready for physics to leave the room for. Anything making sense to leave the room and just enjoy what the ride it gives you. Uh, it is the least realistic movie I saw this week. And when I tell you about the other one, that'll show you just how crazy. So I um, uh, wanted to comment on uh, what's going on in the chat right now. Uh, Moondoggy and uh, Banyan saying that the, the Orville, this episode, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm just saying overall, the entire season has kind of lost its good comedic value. It's kind of pushed itself away from the comedy and is getting more serious, which I watch my Star Trek for. I don't watch, you know, the Orville for serious. Not that it was bad. It just doesn't seem like the Orville is doing what I thought it was going to be this season. All right. Kathy, you got any other ones or was one? I mean, I guess you streamed six episodes of The Expanse. It's like six hours. So that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, Gonzo. Um, today I watched a, uh, Ride Reynolds movie, Selfless. Um, okay. the Never story is, uh, an old man's about to die. Uh, since he's about to die, they contact a group of people. They can put his consciousness in another body, a.k.a. Ryan Reynolds' body. Oh, um, self slash less. Yeah, self slash less. Um, it sucked. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put it blunt. Uh, the plot was completely predictable. The characters were bland and boring. Um, everything was just so laid out. It was like, really? 
So okay. Told me about this movie. I feel like someone else told me about this movie. Uh, I was bored out of my skull watching this movie. Um, I was doing two other things while this movie was going on. Oh my! That uh, was two bad. Two other things. Yikes! Um, I was, I was removing paint from all my uh, models I needed to remove paint from, and I was social media and, and doing things for us and other things I have going on. It was bad. I mean, it was real bad. Uh, I'm saying like three pushing four space herpes. Ryan Reynolds was very boring. Um, the that, plot that, was very boring. That sounds like a four since mine was only like three, three and uh, a half. We, we yeah, can go four. Yeah, that sounds like a solid four. Yeah, we can go four. It was just bad and boring. I and mean, it was slow paced. Um, and, and physics was like gone on a lot of things. I mean, there's... The way they transfer the consciousness of one person to another is through these giant MRI machines that have a bunch of magnets. And, of course, they tell him, you took out all your feelings in your mouth, right? Because if you have all your feelings, we're going to be putting you in a large magnet, and that could cause devastating effect. Okay, we see the plot hook here. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a Chekhov's gun that's going to be yeah. fired in the third act. Yeah, and, and at the very end, he has a bullet in his mouth that he hid. And instead of the bullet, you know, causing devastating effect, the bullet just went out of his mouth and stuck to the wall, but it didn't let the consciousness transfer. I'm like, really? That's it? I mean, it sounds like physics and science both left the building for that one. Yeah. And like using a flamethrower, there was just like, eh, it was bad. Uh, I would skip it. That is bad. I mean, uh,. On a scale of Casablanca to Atlanta Rim. Oh, it's definitely closer to Atlantic Rim. Oh, yeah, way closer I'm to Atlantic Rim. It's, it's hovering right around Atlantic Rim from what you're describing. Uh, I wouldn't say that that far, but it is going up there pretty It wasn't high. physically painful to him. Yes. Atlantic <laughs> um, Rim is physically painful. Yes. It was just really bad. I was really disappointed because they had, could have done some cool things, some better stuff, but nah. It was... Wash my hands of it. Anything more worse than a... Poorly executed sci-fi concept. No. No, not really. No. So Atlantic. On Rim. the other end of that, uh, <laughs> the the more realistic and believable movie I saw this week than uh, Drive with Mark Dacascos was uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Oh, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. Which is based off. Okay, so first thing, spoilers, really, Gonzo. It's based off a manga and anime from last fucking century. Correct, but here's the thing. Some people haven't seen that. Well, get with your media, people. It's been around for forever. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say that it is very good. I like most of the performances. Uh, some people will uh, sort of badmouth one of the male leads' performances, but I actually thought it was fine. Uh I didn't mind the extra wide-eyed effect they computer-generated onto the lead actress to make her seem different. I and thought it was cool, because if you're, I mean, you're expecting the Uncanny Valley, so if you make it obvious, then you have to... It was less dis disconcerting than the Uncanny, Uncanny Valley. That's what I'm saying. You know, if yeah. you're making it obvious like that, then you don't get that creepiness. Yeah, you didn't get a creepiness. Uh, it just made her seem different, and it backstory, you'll see she is actually different. Uh, very good. Follows a lot of the uh, a lot of the strokes of the anime, uh, but actually harkens more back to the manga, which I have not actually read. I've seen the anime. Mm -hmm. 
uh, where it brings a lot of stuff together to give you more of a background than was originally put in the anime. But enjoyable, definitely a visual spectacle. You need to see it on a big screen. It's very cool. Um, very enjoyable. The other big uh, thing, this is really a spoiler, is someone mentioned that the Alina is not actually challenged, really, except for once. But that's not what the story is about. Uh, this is more of a Japanese story. So the hero can be almost perfect. It's not about their being able to whoop someone's ass and all that. It's about more emotional and background things. And I feel like they did a good job with that. Um, uh, I like pretty much all the performances. Uh, I didn't really dislike any part of it. Solidly paced. Most of the characters who are supposed to be likable are likable. The ones who aren't likable are the guy who played Francis from Deadpool to Deadpool 1. And he's most supposed to be not likable. <laughs> Ed Skirin. Uh And uh, I enjoyed the crap out of it. I should, I should go see it. Uh, I'm going to give it, you know, one, maybe one and a half uh, space herpes. Just because there are, you know, it's not quite this perfect thing. There's some things you're like, yeah, that's, that's okay. But overall, it's very, very well done. And so far, it's the best movie I've seen in the theater this year. Okay. Out, of, out of one. So out it's, of one. It's number one out of one. <laughs> it's both best and worst at the same time. But it's only because I missed Bumblebee in the theater because it's no longer a cheap theater, but I might be able to see Aquaman in the theater. We'll see if time allows. Uh, Gonzo, I know you got one more. Let's take us home. Um, I went and saw the last How to Train Your Dragon. Um, took my uh, friend Erica with me because she is a huge, huge How to Train Your Dragon fan. Um, super, super fan. Like, it goes Harry Potter and then How to Train Your Dragon type fan that she is. Hmm. Um, and I've watched all the How to Train Your Dragons. When it first came out, I was like, oh, okay, this is a silly kids movie. Watched it. No, this is a pretty damn good cartoon. Um, and enjoyed it. Watched all the other movies. Um, and then watched uh, most of the TV series. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'd like to see how the story ends, per se. Um, and so we went to it. Uh, we had to go at 1030 at night. Uh, which I will never do again. Uh, I do not like watching movies that late uh, in the theater. It was not uh, the after or watching them that late isn't, in my opinion, that that great. Um, I like doing early morning, you know, midday type thing. Um, I can do early evening, but yeah, once you, the later you get, the harder it is because yeah. I mean we we go to sleep at a certain time. Yeah. Um, but uh, we wouldn't watch it. Animation was really good. Uh, they did do some animation, a uh, little different animation styles in this, um, but it was it was like a more refined style because the cartoons and the other ones, of course, were previous type things. Um, music, music was good. That's one thing I gotta say about How to Train Your Dragon uh, movies. They always have great music in it. Um, always quality music. Uh, the story, story was pretty predictable. Um, there was no shock in it for me. Uh, Erica said she was kind of shocked because that's not how she predicted it would go per se, which is okay. That's not a problem. Um, it, it was good. Uh, it's definitely, there is an ending. Um, they are not making any more. Um, there's, I'm glad they gave the story an end to everybody. Uh, to all the characters. 
Um, and there's really not left anything else to do besides make another CV series and do some weird stuff. But they're not going to. They just said that's it. Because I even talked to the actor that um, does Hiccup and says, yeah, this has kind of been my life for the last, you know, 